In today's episode, we will be talking to a Slutrepreneur listener, Miss Lacey, a sex worker from the UK, an escort, cam model, and top one percenter on OnlyFans. Welcome back to the Slutrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So, my dear slutchpreneurs and my boss bitches in training, grab your notebooks, put on your crown, and if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. Hey hoes, how's everybody doing? It's September. Mm. We're halfway through the year. I'm going to get this out of the way because I'm spicy. I'm spicy. I feel like I can't encourage reviews anymore because we got the bad eggs telling me I'm terrible. And it's funny because like when you're a quote unquote influencer or anything, people are like, don't listen. Don't read the bad comments. So thank you. We surpassed 700 reviews. (laughs) Instant regret burping. Because, because this girl who follows me was like, I love this podcast. However, I hate when she burps and mispronounces things. And I'm just like, bitch, three stars for that, really? Because I value your feedback. I wouldn't excel if you guys didn't give me constructive feedback, but there's nothing constructive about that. That is straight projection. First of all, everyone burps, everyone farts. We all have a body. And burping is like my brand, okay? I make money off of burping. I don't make money when you tell me to stop burping, okay? And better yet, like... Why should I sugarcoat who I am? If I sugarcoated myself to be perfect, then I would create this false expectation. And we're not about that here. We're about keeping it real. Secondly, I'm not a a grammar guru. I, I didn't like reading out loud in school. So it takes a lot of courage to come on here and act like I know how to read words, okay? You know, sometimes when you play dumb, it adds to your charm. So... Whoever, I'm not even gonna say your name because you don't you don't deserve it. So thank thanks for the attitude. I hope you have a great day. Anyways, when you leave a positive review under the Apple Sludgepreneur Podcast reviews, it helps my show. It helps me chart because I don't make a lot of money doing this. I do this for you. I do this for the joy of doing it, but I'm not getting a paycheck. And if you want to support, leave a review and it feels like a paycheck for me. Okay. Every time I reach out to get a sponsor, they're like, um, you're a little explicit. I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) Moving on. Let's talk about my weekend in Savannah, Georgia. Have any of you ever been? It was my first time. I give it a nine out of 10. A lot of old white people and just typical getting stared at, you know, typical day in the life being a goddess. And when I go on vacation, I bring so many outfits because it's time to bring my wardrobe alive. Like I will have literally a morning, afternoon, night and nightcap outfit. 
because my clothes deserve to have a life, okay? I relate memories to what I wore. I love taking photos. I brought some disposable cameras. Me and Bay re-celebrated our 10-year anniversary. We've been together so long that we really don't give a shit when it comes around the next year. It's like, oh, another year. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Still haven't killed you. But it was really cute. It was one of the first trips where we didn't really have any arguments. I feel like anytime you're out of your comfort zone and you're trying to control what's happening, it's easier to get like bitter about little things, especially when you're with a control freak like me who wants to do a million things during the day and with someone who'd rather just, you know, hang out by the pool, which is fine. We're like the yin yang to each other. Yin yang, yin yang, whatever. Anywho, what was different about this vacation Great food, by the way. Great weather. My assistant actually planned the itinerary. We stayed at this place called The Mansion. Highly recommend. Stunning, gorgeous, vintage everything. I felt like I was back in the 1800s and it was just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Didn't vlog. I wanted to relax. Speaking of relaxing, very difficult to relax when you're a business owner and sell your pussy on the internet. There you go, girl. Anyways, typically on vacations in the past when I was a one-woman show, I would check my phone throughout the day, respond to customer service, make sure I was posting 10 times a day on Instagram, just emails. Like y'all know so much, just damaging control, putting fires out every day. So not doing that because I have a team that does that. Like I've been getting used to that day-to-day. I still oversee everything. But it was the first vacation where I didn't bring my laptop. I was like, oh, shit, if shit hits the fan, I got to put some trust into some people, which is a big thing when you also have trust issues. It was interesting. I also wasn't trying to control the itinerary because we already had one made. So it was it was very it was like a learning lesson. It was a whole process. I don't know if it was self-care or if it was just like trying to get through my trauma I did find myself up at night, like checking my phone, like under the bed so he couldn't see the light, maybe checking it when I was on the toilet. Stevie, she called the front desk and told them to run a bath before we got to the room. So we had this, oh my God, beautiful, there was like champagne and roses and tons of bubbles. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I put my foot in the bath and it was so hot. I almost had to run to the hospital. The skin on my flesh just was like, but it was amazing. I'm sorry for my brand managers having to listen to this episode, but I did get my ass eaten like a cupcake. Yes, queen. And the favor was returned. And that was nice. That happens every blue moon. Well, well enjoyed. So that was a wonderful start to the day. I... I was in full vibe mode. So yeah, drank all day, drank all night, had an amazing time. There was like tea time at the hotel. There was burlesque shows. But of course, we said, fuck all that. Let's go to the strip club. Let's go support my babies. And we sat front row. We had some French fries. We laid a big old stack of cash on the table. Make it rain! I dressed up every girl's outfits in ones. You didn't see one dancer in that club that didn't have a dollar bill on every single string of her outfit. When they went up and on the pole, I gave them a, a little round of applause and they looked back at me and just smiled like I was the best thing in the world. And oh, it was so nice. If you listen to the episode about the strip club, when me and Bay go, 
they never come and sit with us. They come by and say thank you, but I don't know if it's an intimidation factor or if no one's in the mood to talk to couples or if it's when you sit right in front of the stage, they know you don't want to dance. You're just there to see the girls on stage. But it was fun watching everyone's body language. I'm not there for a dance. I'm just there to support and not just be a major creep, not tipping the girls. Also, very funny. I always read the reviews on Yelp before we go. And the reviews are so bad for every strip club because you only leave a review if you didn't get your dick licked. So I went on there. I say everything amazing about the the club and maybe like what it's like getting in, the cover fee, the bouncers, the managers, you know, the music, the bathrooms. But I was like, to all the assholes who expect strippers to have sex with you, tip better, lower your expectations. They are entertainers. They are like, get the fuck out of here. Like you are trash. Secondly, I did sit on the stage to tip someone and the bouncer was like, get off the stage. I was like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. Oh my God. Oh, that was funny. I had my thigh high faux snakeskin boots on, faux crocodile skirt. I was just looking like a snack. So th- when I came in there, the <laughs> the customers were like, wait, are you a stripper or is it your day off? Like, I love that feeling. Like, I mourn and grieve every day not being a dancer. Oh, wait, when we left the club, the bouncer definitely had a little baby yellow bow constructor around his hand and just wasn't even surprised. It was like, time to go time to go. So yeah, I came back feeling refreshed. First vacation, I would let my team just handle it all. Last week, I went to a little festival at my parents' farm, long story short, like second family's cousin. I don't know. I got a big family on that side. And I was also, I had to miss a Monday where we had a big photo shoot and I trusted them. They killed it. So then this weekend, I went on this, you know, anniversary vacation. We had our first pop-up market for the second Orbit Vintage. They killed it. We made like 400 bucks, which got a lot of our vintage out that's just been sitting at the warehouse. So it was just so cool. Um, I felt a part of it virtually. It did, a part of me was like sad to miss it, but I've gotten so many highs from my business. I really, I want them to step up and learn the stress and the struggle. So when they do, you know, when you get rewards that you really appreciate, those milestones, just exactly how I did. So it was just awesome coming back and being able to to live my life. Like I still feel guilty 100% because I'm not working, but I'm working on that. I'm working on that. So yeah, it was, it was so refreshing. I feel like a little kid, like I sacrificed all my twenties and college and high school to, to do this hustle. And now it's like, I'm starting over. It's, it's very bizarre. It's hard to relate with people on that. All right, time for the Ask Anna segment. Email me at slutpreneur at mail.com. The email will also be in the notes of this episode because no one can fucking spell, including myself. So Daisy Navarro asks, what's been the most rewarding thing that's happened to your business this year? What's been the most challenging? Easy answer. Buying a warehouse and hiring 10 more people and like 10 more virtually has been the most rewarding thing for me. I've reached a good peak of success and now seeing others do this as well, but also within my team. And also like figuring out how to be social again and having friends. It's it's really rewarding. It's it's great. And last year we only had four employees at this time who worked part-time. So we got full-time hoes, we got salary hoes. It's it's been so rewarding to offer jobs to people that that want to 
express themselves and be creative and not work in a cubicle. It's it's good to add to the good cause. What is the most challenging? Definitely keeping the warehouse going. That is a expensive ass bitch. We're talking 10k a month in the mortgage and that doesn't even consider all the bills. That doesn't even consider the payroll. So keeping that bitch alive, trying to run a business during a pandemic, trying to thrive and grow so we can afford to grow. It's a lot. My COO is reading a book, How to Be a CFO. She literally has t- has two like full salary jobs. Like she's incredible. I definitely give her so much credit. Uh, we're all we're all trying to figure it out. Time for our fetish of the week. I want to eat that pussy. Transformation fetish. Transformational fetish is where someone gets sexually aroused when they see someone transforming sometimes as an animal or another gender. What comes to mind to me is like cosplay when girls like turn into cats or sometimes you see transgender people who are dressed feminine, but they have a dick or vice versa. So someone who gets turned on by this transformation. Um, and we are also going to not endorse bestiality. That is animal cruelty. What's what's the phrase I like to say? Euthanize animal abusers. <laughs> All right. This is so exciting. Sludgepreneurs in the news. I am going to play for you a viral PowerPoint presentation about a woman revealing that she's a stripper to her parents. So this TikTok at Mild West Sammy, S-A-M-I, she recorded her sister at Lex1892. So I'm going to turn up the volume. Open your eyes now. Okay. All right, here we go. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Okay. I love secrets. Now. Before you start worrying or getting excited, <laughs> this secret pertains to my life, doesn't affect anyone. The only reason I'm sharing is because <laughs> I want the people I love and trust the most to know what's going on in my life okay. and just be a part of my journey. Okay? okay. And so, I love that. I mean, um, baby Thank you. Thank baby you. Bop. What this secret does mean. I'm talented, I'm cool, I'm powerful, okay? Mm-hmm. What this secret does not mean. <laughs> I'm pregnant or in danger. Okay. okay. Sounded cool and powerful. Are you ready yes. for this? Drum roll. Yes. Da, 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 da. I'm a stripper, as in I pulled really? it, and I love it. Now, there are some frequently asked questions in the next slide. So first, you might be thinking, why? What? What's the point? Well, it's a sex-positive environment, and I can express myself safely. It's a performance, the theatrics, if you will. How am I staying safe? Well, you okay. see, there's full anonymity in this club environment. You may not know how everything works per se. I don't know. But, you know, this culture of strip clubs in Portland is very much sex positive, very safe. There's not like drug or uh, shady business practices that are commonplace or anything like that. Is that why I've been able to suspiciously afford stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is. I make money doing that. (laughs) Do I do any other kinds of sex work? No. All I do is dance, you see, and I chat with people. There's no other sort of things to it, really. Is it under the table income? No, I do pay my taxes. (laughs) Now, I will be taking questions. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, (laughs) 
I, I have no questions. I really appreciate you being forthright and sharing your life with us. You're welcome. And you are powerful. Yes, I feel strong. It's like a, a skill I never thought I could learn. So, uh, you know, you, working out. Didn't I say something? About you it? did. You literally guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And why? I can't even remember why I said that. One of the funnest jobs I've ever had. So I just wanted to share that with you because yeah. you deserve and to you know. know. And I didn't want you to worry. So I, that's why I have the FAQs because it really yeah. is such, there's no reason why I didn't tell you. I just didn't really get around to mm -hmm. it. And I was like, you know, it's time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just adds more color to and the I'm cool. flavor of and the I'm So I loved the way she phrased that. I think Portland does have the privilege of safety. It's not always safe. And she eloquently really described that in a great way. Um, her parents reacted really nice. So definitely support her journey. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening to the intro of our show. And let's wait for our guests to get here. So let's welcome this sludgepreneur to the show. Hi, Queen. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Hi, how are you? I'm lovely. I'm so excited to talk about your life and your dreams. You mentioned that you want to start an escort agency in the next two years, and I'm excited to hear all about that. Yes, I'm excited to talk about this. So we, I can tell you have an accent. <laughs> it's not American. And I'm really interested because I don't, I don't know anyone in the UK that does sex work. And I'm curious what the British laws are there and like what steps you take to actively stay safe. So I'm from um, Wales originally in the UK, but I've moved over to England now. I've moved to Newcastle and escorting here is huge. It's like the busiest place that I've tried escorting all over the UK. I've toured everywhere. And this is like the busiest place ever. The best money maker. Just loving it up here. So over here, escorting is legal. You are allowed to exchange sexual acts for money. But there's like a grey area. There's agencies that are big grey. And there's, you can't, brothels are completely illegal. It's just illegal to eat sexual acts, to use people, use prostitutes mm -hmm. um, for your own gain. That's where it becomes illegal. Oh. So you can't like pimp someone out or escorts uh agencies you technically you work for the escorts they don't work for you so you're not using them for financial gain that's where it's like a little gray area okay so you work independently i assume and yeah. does like does the law a lot like give any safety to sex workers well up here there's um a, a special police officer called a DLO is a dedicated liaison officer um, and they specialize in um, sex sex workers. They're like dedicated to you. So they're working for you and with you uh, okay. specifically. So they got like their own girls that they work for and they come and check on you every few weeks or how, however often you request them. And they'll ask you questions, oh. making sure you're safe and um, seeing if you want to report any crimes. If you've got any like trauma, they'll talk to you and try and help you overcome it. Oh. And they'll just ask you loads of questions to make sure no one's like forcing you to do it or no one's using you. Um, and this gives you overall support, really. It's actually really good. 
that must be nice <laughs> oh my gosh it's only it started up here in 2011 um up in the north and is expanded a bit down into um the midlands but it haven't gone much further it's not it's not um everywhere mm-hmm. it's not quite it's not very common so do you think the rate of crime and child sex trafficking is lowered because that it is legal uh yeah i think so I haven't seen, um, I haven't heard any stories really over here, except for like mm-hmm. on podcasts and stuff that I listen to. But I haven't mm-hmm. personally met anyone that's been pimped out or done anything illegal done to them. I do hear but I haven't met anyone. Are you like totally on your own or do you have like a group or a community that you kind of like stick together through all this? Because it can be pretty daunting to just go through it yourself. Yeah, so I moved up here on my own, and I didn't really know anyone. And we are over here. There's a website. I'm not sure if you have it over there. It's called Adult Work for mm-hmm. Escorts. I've heard it on. I've heard somebody talk about it before. You basically just post your pictures and your description and why your likes and stuff are, and people will just ring. You put your number on, and people will just ring you and book you through that. And I've messaged a few girls that's on there. I've met a, a, a quite a few girls up here. There's not, I'm not really in a group or anything because I only moved up like two or three months ago. I'm still waiting to hear back from someone, trying to reach out to some more. But I'm trying to make a little group community for us. But Yeah, it's, you know, it does affect your mental health and it's hard. Like no one like in your family can relate to you, etc. So it's it's good to have a little bestie to share those like the, the weird, the bad, the good, the ugly. Yeah, I do love talking about it. So it's nice that when some people can relate. Yeah, absolutely. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp, because you deserve nothing but the best, goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show do you find yourself making more money escorting versus doing virtual sex work? Um, no, 
OnlyFans mm. makes me more money, but I don't do escorting as much. I focus my time more on OnlyFans. Okay. I just do escorting for fun because I moved up here just for work on my own. Okay. I didn't know anybody when I moved up here. I've met a few people here and there, but I don't really know anyone. So if I get bored or lonely, then I just put myself <laughs> as available and I just have someone over. <laughs> so do you personally thrive and enjoy the work? Are you like just in it for the money or do you find it really pleasurable? I absolutely love it. It's it, just my calling in life. I absolutely love it. I love meeting the people. I love the weird kinks and fetishes. I just get to have sex for a living. How, how does it get worse than that? <laughs> I know it's why do it. Why do it for free when you can get paid? But if you want to do it, you know, for free, that's cool too. So what? What's your niche? What's your what really like? Do you feel like you really specialize and are the best at in your work? Well, I I charge X more more money than most of the people up here because I work for Babe Station, which is like is like a national, is a massive household name. It is a it's like cameras, they're on TV and stuff, and mm-hmm. it is absolutely huge around here. Everybody knows Babe Station, and because I'm on Babe Station, I like say, oh, Babe Station model, and everyone loves it. <laughs> also gives you like some credibility. Yeah, yeah, everyone okay. loves it. So what's the contrast between your personal life and your slutpreneur life? Is there a huge difference? I know you you moved up there alone. So is it just, is it totally encompassed your life or are you dating on the side? How, how do you like separate the two? It is quite, quite hard to separate the two because it literally is my life. I, I, I just love it. It's my, it's my hobbies. People say, what do you do in the spare time when you're not working? And I work in my spare time because I just love doing it. I'm doing it all the time, especially like answering messages on OnlyFans and stuff. But I do have a, a boyfriend. Oh. A boyfriend. And, but my family, I don't really talk to any of my family. They don't like what I do. <laughs> so none of them really talk to me. <laughs> so you shared the experience with your family. How did that go? kind of coming out of the closet well I, I started with OnlyFans first and I told my mum about that and she didn't like it but she was like oh whatever and then Babe Station messaged me and asked me to work for them and I was over over the moon I couldn't believe it and I told her about that and she just really really didn't like that and then I didn't tell her about escorting because she reacted so bad to the other two. I was just like, nope, <laughs> didn't want to tell her. I was too scared to tell her. But she found out, she found one of my social medias. I think she found my Instagram and mm-hmm. she Googled me and is all over Google. And I haven't really spoken to her since, to be honest. <laughs> so how do you think, do you think they'll open up in the future? Or if you had a child, would you approach that differently and why? Um, I don't think my mum will open it. My dad has a little bit. I still speak to my dad now and again, but not my mum. But I think if when I have kids, I'll be really open with them about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm proud of my job. I absolutely love my job. Absolutely. It's um, hopefully we're either going to take steps forward in normalizing it or, I mean, dear God, in America, we've just taken quite a few steps back is... Like how how is contraception there or is abortion like a normal thing or is it heavily politicized as well? Oh, no, abortion is completely legal here and it's just really easy. Just you just if you make an appointment with the doctor or you just go to the gum clinic, they can do it, but book you in for like a week or two later. Wow, it's it must be nice to have healthcare and safety. (laughs) God, (laughs) we're in, in the clinics, too. 
they're like sexual health clinics. It's called a gum clinic. And they just do, do all sorts of contraception, um, any sexual health, really. And if you ask, they'll give you free condoms. You can obviously have um, the injection, the implant, mm-hmm. the coil, everything. Just You just book it in. It's very easy over here. Hey, sluts, just a sweet reminder, if you'd like to support the show and wear your Slutpreneur badge proudly, check out all of our merch at professionalgoddess.com. Are you tired of TikTok being a complete cocksucker? Check out our new shirt that says, my existence violates the community guidelines. Or make a statement in the money makes me come crop top. Or maybe you want to spoil a loved one. Grab the big dick energy dad cap and use code slut for 10% off. And now back to the show, my darlings. So do you foresee having children or is this something you and your boyfriend have talked about or are you guys like not there yet? Not not for a good few years, <laughs> but we will, we will one day. What kind of contraceptive do you use? Um, I have the implant in my arm, okay. um, and but with work, I use condoms every time as well, of course. So the burning question is, he's either like skeptical about it or he's totally cool with it, assuming he knows. He, he absolutely loves it. <laughs> oh my God, you lucky bitch. <laughs> I know, he's got a little, a little kink. Um, is it called like cuckolding or something? Or? Wow, you you just got the golden ticket there. That is okay. the the escort's dream come true. Yes, queen. Everyone's dream come true. I'm like non-monogamous, but he is monogamous. <laughs> wow. So does he like to hear the stories, or is that yeah. too far? Yeah, he likes to hear stories. <laughs> and um, with escorting as well, when I um, need content, just I, I say on my page. Lots of girls charge extra if they want to film. They charge like an extra £50. But I film for free if they sign and let me use it on my site. So I've got constant content for OnlyFans. My boyfriend (sighs) loves hearing the stories. He can watch them. Oh, my God. (laughs) So how did you get the the contract idea and where did you find that? Because that's an interesting situation. Oh, just... um, I just use the OnlyFans model release form. Wow. Oh, my God. I, I love when bitches just open my eyes. I feel like such a little kid. <laughs> I'm like, if I knew it, this. <laughs> That's what I think when I listen to your podcast. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, well, the feeling's mutual. So a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs ask me, they're like, you know, you only give advice about payments in the U.S. because that's all I know about. But how are payment methods on over there with escorting or especially online? Because I'm sure like PayPal is a hazard and you probably don't even have Cash App or Venmo there. We don't have Venmo. We do have Cash App, but not everywhere has Cash Apps. Cash App. So mm-hmm. Ireland, which is literally right next to us, they don't have Cash App. So if someone's over there, they can pay with Cash App. And PayPal's a no-go. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Um, so lots of people do bank transfer over here. But I've done that. I did that when I first started when I was like 18. And someone reported it saying, oh, I didn't get what I paid for. Jesus Christ. I've had my bank shut down, so I'll never do that again. (laughs) Were you able to open another bank account? I opened one before they shut one down, so I was lucky. But I can't open another one now. (laughs) Dear God, that's scary. What about um, Amazon gift card? Is that realistic? I've heard loads of horror stories about gift card. I know some people use, some people do use it, but I've heard loads of like scam stories. So I personally don't. I'm a bit worried about scams, but yeah. Just a quick tip: you never want someone to buy a wish list gift because 
once they buy it on your end, it looks like they bought it, but they can simply cancel the order right then. So that's a no, no. But with Amazon gift cards, they just, you know, send you the gift card via email, you activate it, I use it immediately. So they don't use it. And um, that's been just fine for me. But I always say like, what works for somebody may not work for another, but I haven't encountered any issues with it. And I know a lot of girls are like, well, I want cash, I need to pay my rent, etc. And in my eyes, I'm like, well, I'm going to eventually spend money on like toilet paper and like house essentials. So that's what I use my Amazon gift cards for. Um, so that's just a little tidbit. If um, I do, I do use um, Amazon wish list a lot actually, but I don't, if, if people do it in exchange for content, then I don't do it until yeah. after I've received it. But the majority of people who buy from my wish list are just buying me stuff anyway. So they don't want anything in return. Exactly. Especially like really submissive subs. And I'm not going to lie. I took a peep at your wish list and added like a million things that you had. I just want to say your wish list is like the perfect example of a sex worker's wish list. You have outfits, socks, shoes, but you also have like computers and like high end tech and cameras and all the stuff that will help your content. And it's, it's just very attractive. If I was a client looking through it, the way the the type of products you have would entice me to buy based on like the kink I I wanted to have with you. Really? Oh, 100%. <laughs> so what's your advice on taxes? I'm not sure how it works over there. I don't have a clue my accountant does it all for me. <laughs> Girl same. <laughs> is he like is he cool about it? Yeah, uh, it's a girl. She she does actually. She has asked me to promote her. She wants to work exclusively with sex workers. She said she's really enjoyed working with me. Wow, that's amazing. I've been promoting her on my Instagram and stuff. But yeah, she's lovely. She loves hearing about it. Anytime I tell her something, she's like, wow. <laughs> she can't believe any of my stories. <laughs> I know, that's relatable too. I, I mean, it sounds like things are very peachy for you. Was there a time that things got dark and you kind of just maybe reconsidered what you did oh well not really dark but when last year I applied to university which is like college over there and I was going to do nursing is like what I've wanted to do my whole life and when I got in I was a bit worried that they would find all my social medias because I've got quite a few followers on Instagram and I didn't want anyone from the university to find me or anything so I like completely deleted everything deleted my only fans deleted everything and then when I got to university I didn't like nursing and I wanted to come back and so I've completely dropped out of university now I moved country away from everyone everyone I knew everything I knew just on my own and when I came up here and still now to be honest is so lonely <laughs> wow it feel I mean it's liberating I think we all have that deep desire to leave everything behind and live a life for ourselves but sometimes when you know you get homesick or you miss you ha- you wish you had that social circle so there's always a the grass is greener sort of feeling maybe yeah I'm much happier I'm, I'm much much happier like I've got so much freedom I can do whatever I want whenever I want time and financially I'm just I just feel the happiest I've ever been but sometimes I'm just I just I've got loads of like people all over the UK like loads of sex workers and OnlyFans models and that I've got I've met online but they all live very far away (laughs) have you ever thought of moving anywhere else or do you feel like that's the perfect fit for you this is for me I love it up here oh so I just have to know, like, what's the most rememberable experience you've had through all of this? Oh, good or bad? 
Let's do both. <laughs> okay, so bad comes to mind every time. This is, isn't that bad. It could have been much worse, and I'm sure many escorts have experienced much worse. But this is the first time it's happened to me. It's happened to me again since then, and I'm sure it'll happen many more times. But the first time, a condom broke during a booking, and he didn't tell me. He, was, he still did it for ages. And he's told me after that he knew it happened in like halfway and he just carried on. And I just felt so violated. <laughs> it was wow. disgusting. After I kicked him out, I just cried all night. I, did, I, I was like, this is, I can't do this anymore. And then the next morning I woke up and was like, rise and shine, time to draft. <laughs> <sighs> That's so abusive. Is that something you would tell the security guy or is it just not worth it? I haven't told him, but but I've spoke to other girls that work in this industry that are escorts, and they say it happened. It it just happened. It's just part of the job. Jeez, that's... sometimes condoms break. Just somewhat. yeah. So how's that? Like kicking him out? Are you like get the fuck out of here? <laughs> I, after I was like, I looked at him and I was just in shock, and I was like, it broke. He was like, oh yeah, that was it broke ages ago, and I was like, oh okay, you're gonna have to leave now. <laughs> It was already like the end of his booking, so he didn't miss out on any time or anything. But okay, wow. Yeah. Oh, that gives me chills. So I just cried all night. It was I felt so dirty. <laughs> yeah, I I hear that. Um, in contrast of that, what was the most exhilarating? Like you just felt like a million dollars every day <laughs> <laughs> i love you that's amazing honestly every day i i love it it's the, doesn't this just give you the biggest confidence boost in the whole world i mean it really feels like you have it together if someone wanted to leave everything behind and emulate the life you live what advice would you have for them just don't think don't think about it just do it is it what if i I, I was considering it for ages and i was like no i can't do this i've got my best friends here or i've got this here and i just did it and now i'm just so much happier just cut out everything that was toxic in my life do you feel like there's a diverse community of escorts there like trans people or up here up here there mm-hmm. was loads of escorts there's of every ethnicity, every gender, it's just they're just everywhere. There's loads of them. But any, I went to another place in the UK, Liverpool, and it was just 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 white girls. Yeah. <laughs> How has your experience been cam modeling? Because I feel like it it really hurt my mental health. I think it's been fine. I work only in the studio, so there's um, a producer and other girls around. If if you need a break, you can take one whenever. I worked a lot when I was in university because it was right by the university, but the nearest one to me, the nearest studio to me now is three hours away. So I only do like twice a month now. So it's not so much harming because I take lots of break in between. So I've never worked at a studio. Are they, are the rooms set up? Like how does that experience work when you walk through the door? So you walk in and there's the giant Babe Station logo and there's lots of rooms already set up, all the cameras, all the computers, everything's already set up. They've got like their signature backdrops that everybody knows and the producers just do everything for you really. They log you in and you just take, the you're on about four websites at a time. So it's just all you have to do is just, if you're on a private on one, turn your camera and mic up for all the others and they calculate all your earnings, tell you it at the end of the day. And it's quite easy, really. It's all sorted out for you. Do they take a big percentage? On Bay Station, they take 50%. And on all the other sites, oh, wow. they take 70 <laughs> Jesus, are you serious? I know. <laughs> 
Oh, that I would not want to drive three hours for that. Yeah, I still make good money on it. <laughs> hey, if I'm sure, and just the feeling of like working at Babe Station is you get that credibility, like you said, and people can like kind of see how you are on cam before they have an encounter with you. Yeah, a little try before you buy type yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, I I mean, honestly, those were all the questions I had. You just like sore through them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I mean, I uh, is there any like advice you'd want to give to any slutchpreneurs in training or anyone listening? Just I don't know, like to the to all of us, the collective. Just find people in the community that are in your shoes. I think it's nice to be able to, when that condom broke. I did. I really just didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know if that was normal. I didn't know what to do. And I found people that did this, and I messaged like two yeah. or three escorts, and they were all like, "Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. Just have a shower, have a bath, chill yourself out. Don't yeah. worry for the rest of the night." And it's just so nice to have someone in your shoes that's been through things that you're going through, someone to relate to. Do you have a self care routine? I do. Yeah, uh, my hair and nails and lashes and my eyebrows done every month. I love <laughs> nice it. Nice being able to afford that. <laughs> Has there been anything like really expensive that you've purchased? I'm saving right now for a boob job and a new car, which is going really well. I'm nearly there. <laughs> but it just moving country is like, well, I moved from Wales to England. So it was not like a giant move of country. It's only like a seven hour drive, but it is technically a different country. And just doing that on my own was like the biggest achievement of my life. I still can't believe I'm here on my own, in my own apartment. I've got a three bedroom apartment. One room's just a giant wardrobe. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really happy. I came from a little little box room in my mum's house in a council estate. Wow, that's amazing. You mentioned you had a dream of an escort agency. Is that legal? And what, what does your dream look like? Yeah, so agencies are legal if you're promoting um, the exchange of sexual acts for money. But I'm only allowed to promote. I can provide a place to stay. That would have to be a t- total separate business. Um, and even then, you can only get one model working from one address. If there's more than one person working from one address, then that's considered a brothel and that's illegal. Understood. So do you have like a business plan for that or is it just something you've been thinking about? Oh, my business plan's written out. I'm I'm saving for it. (laughs) I've got a web designer that I actually met. He booked me for escorting. Wow. So it's, it's nice to meet people on all different things of life. I meet people who... They're laying my floor in for me. People building my my website for me. <laughs> hey, I, you're working at your natural born hustler. I am. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, where can we find you on social media? Where can we support you? So, everything. My name is Lacey Amore. A M O U R. On Twitter is Lacey underscore Amore. OnlyFans Lacey Amore. Just everything's Lacey Amore. You'll find me anyway. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you for giving us a peek in your pleasure chest. I wish you all the financial blessings and success with all your endeavors. Oh, thanks. I wish you the same. 
It's the end of the show, so time to plug myself and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube, mentorships, ebook series, and everything else is linked in the description of this episode, as always. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a slutpreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sletchpreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. That's cehose.com. You can also just search Professional Goddesses in the Facebook search bar and it should come right up. Plus, we have a Discord chat, which is our triple X chat to help our fellow sluts out. You can get this link through the Facebook group or just shoot me an email. We'll get you in there. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue with two Ks and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Now, all you have to do is put in OnlyFans.com backslash my username. I also offer shout outs, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com or just private message me on OnlyFans. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. I'll see you queens next Wednesday. Bye.